are listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donnelly, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit AaronDonnelly.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hello, guys. And this week, we are continuing our This Week in History. Uh, this week, in hi- I'll just paste you in, Nate. You don't need to say it this time. Yes. <laughs> um, first, uh, how's you guys' week? How's it going? Well, it's good. I uh, read an interesting article Um in Time Magazine or Time.com that uh, put things in perspective for me. And I just want to let you guys know right now, if you ever need my poop, you can have it. <laughs> Thanks. Because uh, <laughs> they're doing now, they're doing fecal microbial transplants. So they're putting your poop into somebody else's digestive system. So. <laughs> I feel like Aaron mentioned something similar to this last time. This, really? Yeah, I actually had this idea in a book, but he was just doing it as a prank. No, no, it's uh, real. It oh, is real. real. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, it's as real as Time Magazine gets. But, um, yeah, they're doing it for people that have like serious digestive problems. But, yeah, so like I could just see it now, like on driver's license, they'll like have organ organ donor, <laughs> poop donor. Matt, can you will it to me? Just write that in your will someday. Like I bequeath to my friend. <laughs> One log. Uh, it's cataloged under. <laughs> There is a weird thing with like really rich uh, white women getting gross things done to them, like the procedures like this. Like the bleached thing. Yeah, that or like getting, I don't know, skin from their butt put on their face or whatever it is. And then poop. This is probably one of those things. It's like a health craze. Yeah, it was a woman that they interviewed. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. she's white. Yeah. And it's Did probably blur her face. <laughs> I think I'd want that blurred. And the thing is, it could probably, it could come from anyone. It could come from some homeless guy that just happens to be really healthy, like in his bowels. Oh, yeah. The homeless have been holding up great through COVID. Have you have they? read it? Uh, they're doing awesome. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's because their immune systems are just basically impervious to everything or. Right. You got me it, thinking about that doctor that spent eight years at Johns Hopkins and then he's like, ah, another poop transplant. <laughs> It feels like it'd be an outpatient, like it'd be very minimal. Uh, my friend, oh, Charlie, that's going to be maybe on the show next week. Anyway, he used to work at a pharmacy in a small town. He said one time a lady brought in her poop in a box to show the pharmacist for his professional opinion. Not, not even in a bag? No, it was box. like in a box. Shoe it box. wasn't like a color guard? It was a color takeout guard, box like right to get his opinion on it. So what uh, do you think? No. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, thanks. The only thing I had is uh, there's the last name out there, and it's Cox. I don't have a whole lot of thoughts other than it's C-O-X. I was listening to a a podcast, Crime Junkie, and at the beginning, the girl goes, this podcast was made possible by Cox. (laughs) And I thought, yes, true. (laughs) But uh, anyway, we talked earlier about how society could be better in the future and not sort of post-apocalyptic. And and I I would say that our acceptance of the name Cox without making fun of it to be a good sign of that. Like it's the canary in the coal mine that survived. And maybe historians will look back and say, you know, that no one gives a second thought. And that's good. 
I hadn't it's thought like, about it. Pete Lecoq. Yeah. Pete Lecoq, yeah, the Cubs, Cubs utility player. <laughs> his, his had a little flair, a little panache, almost arrogance about it. This week, we are covering the days of October 3rd to October 9th. This week in history. October the 3rd. 1899, J.S. Thurman patents the gas-powered motor-driven vacuum, which was known as the pneumatic carpet renovator because it didn't actually suck. It blew. (laughs) Blew air, that is, into a receptacle, and that's how it cleaned. But he would, uh, he had a horse-drawn door-to-door vacuum cleaning service, and it got me thinking about my run-in with the vacuum cleaning mafia that I had. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but I was at my friend's house, and um, I got a knock at the door, like, real beaten down, like it was the police. And they're like, open up, you owe us money. And I'm like, what? And my friend goes, oh, no. <laughs> Evidently, I didn't know you could do this, but she bought a vacuum cleaner on credit through the company, like an installment plan, and hadn't made payments for a while. And so they had sent somebody to her house to collect the money. Wow. Was it Columbia House Vacuums? (laughs) Finally, we had to call the police. He wouldn't go away until we called the police. So they really, really, yeah, they really went through the vacuum cleaning business is a shrewd business and uh, you better pay up. Did they take your vacuum and like, pull it out in the front yard and like slit the bag open like to show you what they're going to do to you. 1992, Sinead O'Connor rips up a picture of John Paul II on Saturday Night Live, which I didn't understand then and I don't understand now why she did that. Um, But it just got me thinking of like the great protest fails, like somebody does something really grand gesture and nobody has any idea what the hell they're talking about. (laughs) Like that soybean guy. Yeah. Soy bomb. Soy bomb. I remember soy bomb. That would be a great podcast episode sometime. Just random gestures and nobody knows what's going on. (laughs) Didn't you say something like it's something about the real enemy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe she worked for the vacuum company and he owed money. (laughs) October the 4th. Uh, It's the birthday of October 4th, 1822 of one of the presidents who you could make up any fact and I would believe it because I know nothing about him. Rutherford B. Hayes, Mm. the American politician, 19th U.S. president from 1877 to uh, 1881. He was opposed to fighting a civil war to restore the Union and suggested to the Union to just let them go. However, he did join the Union Army as an officer, uh, was wounded five times. Good God. Get off the battlefield, man. (laughs) Uh, He was the first president to have his voice recorded. I'd like to find that. Rutherford B. Hayes here. Have you ever been shot five times on a Civil War battlefield? Well, it hurts. It hurts bad. Almost as much as a Hertz donut. Would you like a Hertz donut? Pray tell, do you know what one is, these donuts? Oh, blasted. I've ruined that joke again. (laughs) 
17, 16. Uh, James Lind conducted the first clinical trial and discovered that citrus prevented scurvy. <laughs> I have tried so many times and in so many ways to write jokes that involve scurvy. I feel yeah. like there's a great joke at the bottom of that somewhere, and I just haven't found it yet. I know you talked about pirates stacking their ships with limes and having no, no room for actual booty. Yeah. yeah, it's just limes. Like you know, you go below deck and you like you can't even get down the stairs. You're just tripping <laughs> over limes. They're just everywhere. I'm gonna tie this into our ham sandwich uh, serial killer conspiracies yeah. somehow. October fourth, nineteen seventy. Uh, we have the quote unquote overdose death of uh, singer Janis Joplin. Janis mm. Joplin died at the age of twenty-seven of a heroin overdose. Quote unquote. Mm. Some believe that Joplin had been given heroin uh, that was more potent than normal. And uh, some believe it was a sandwich that was more potent than normal. Yes, it was double. <laughs> it was like when you go to Jimmy John's and they say, for an extra dollar, we can put more ham on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was as several of her dealers, uh, other customers had to overdose that same week. Uh, she had just Ooh. finished recording her number one hit, Me and Bobby McGee, three days before uh, it was released after her death. So, yeah, I... I do feel like something going on there with the ham sandwich. With the ham sandwich, yeah. It's in the time frame, and it's in, you know, they're all rock stars. Now, with the Jim Morrison, they would have had to ship it uh, overnight on a flight to Paris, because he overdosed there, right? No. Was it a baguette? Yeah, yeah. They shipped the ham, but they put it on a baguette (laughs) to trick him, because he wasn't going to fall for that, because he'd seen others die. October the 5th. Grizzly Man comes to a grisly end. October 5th, 2003. Timothy Treadwell, an American bear enthusiast, was eaten by a 28-year-old bear. So, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary Grizzly Man that came out. Yeah, Warner Herzog. Um, So, this guy went to live with the bears and there is a uh, video. The video camera was left on and you can't see anything, but you can hear him screaming and yelling as he's getting eaten. Uh, and then his girlfriend uh, also gets eaten. So um, uh, my favorite part of that though, is that in, there's an interview in the movie in the documentary and his, his father said, Timothy spiraled down and became an alcoholic after he lost the role of Woody Boyd to Woody Harrelson in the sitcom cheers. So, imagine if he would have gotten that role. That means that Woody Harrelson would have been eaten by bears. So, you might say it's a. This is going to be a bad pun, but a real Grizzlies choice situation. <laughs> After I read that line, I was, stopped caring as much about Grizzly Man. I was like, "Wait, what? I want to know the Cheers story." <laughs> yeah. Um. End of the Dalton Gang, October 5th, 1892. Uh, this is from thisdayhistory.com, which is an awesome website we use a lot and highly recommend. Dalton Gang attempts the daring daylight robbery of two Coffeeville, Kansas banks at the same time. The gang members believe the sheer audacity of their plan would bring them success. So 
after they ride into the town, they tie up their horses to the fence in the alley, no doubt carelessly, according to every uh, Western I've ever seen. But anyway, they go into each of the banks and people start to notice who they are as they rode into town. So word spread around and the townspeople surrounded both banks. As the gang came out of each bank, they were gunned down by the townspeople. The Dalton gang did kill four towns members uh, in the fight. One of the Dalton gang members was riddled with bullets, but happened to survive. And uh, he was sentenced to life in prison after 14 years. He won parole and eventually became a screenwriter in Hollywood. October 5th, 1983, Earl Silas Tupper died. Tupper was an American businessman that invented Tupperware and used the neighborhood party method to sell it. He was working for DuPont plastics and it was given an inflexible piece of polyethylene slag which was a waste product uh, by a supervisor and he thought let's put old food in this for people to eat <laughs> and uh, it was the first uh, first time of a business known as a party planning marketing business came about but I love his his exit strategy is a Tupper sold the Tupperware company for $16 million. He divorced his wife, gave up his U.S. citizenship to avoid taxes, and bought an island off the coast of Costa Rica. Uh, that was his exit. <laughs> October the 6th. 1961. JFK tells Americans to build fallout shelters to protect them against the atomic bomb fallout. So bomb shelters are now part of new homes and uh, new home construction. And if you got an, a home, existing home, people started building bomb shelters in their homes. So it got wow. me thinking, you know, these are troubling. People think these are troubling times, but you got to remember in 1961, you got the president telling you, you better build a shelter because wow. <laughs> atomic bomb is going to hit you and, you know, it's all over. So... That's pretty troubling. I mean, when you keep things in perspective, how things were back 1961 versus today and what we, you know, worry about, what we complain about. That is crazy to think about. And that World War II had just ended 16 years earlier, mm. which now would be like 2005. That means like guys our age would have fought in World War II and now are being told to build bomb shelters in our backyard. 1949, Lonnie Johnson was born. Lonnie was a NASA engineer, and he is in the Toy Hall of Fame for two innovations. Uh, the Super Soaker, he invented that in 1990, uh, and the Nerf Gun Toys in 1995. No way. Both? Um, he finally hit the payday uh, because he really didn't make much money off it until 2013 uh, when he was awarded $73 million in a lawsuit from Hasbro for underpayment of royalties for the Super Soaker. In my opinion, Super Soakers were overrated. What do you guys uh, think? I've never been a, a squirt gun, like a water fight fan. Hmm. It's just, yeah. no, I don't want to get, you know, it's like silly string. Like once at a kid's birthday party, we did a silly string fight. And I'm like, this is awful. When we were done, we're like it was like, everywhere like up our nose and in our ears and sprayed all over this kid's basement and his mom yeah. sent us all home from the birthday party and do you know now have you seen what is awesome is those water balloon things you can fill up like a hundred yes, at the same time i agree those are better than sticking them up to the faucet like we used to like the jump in the evolution of that product has been like none other in our lifetimes 
1989, uh, Betty Davis died. Oh. Yeah, the Insert light went from her eyes. Well, we know yeah. what she died of, the condition. Betty Davis' <laughs> eyes. It's terminal. She had a great quote, though, because she hated Joan Crawford. I don't know if we talked about this before, but she hated Joan Crawford. And, you know, she's like, I don't, you're not supposed to talk dead. You're not supposed to talk bad about the dead, but Joan Crawford is dead. Good. October the 7th. Born October 7th, 1983. Spuds McKenzie. Wow. I had a Spuds. Did you guys have any Spuds McKenzie like shirts or anything? No, did you? Mom went. There's no way our parents would have let us. For some reason, I did. I don't know how that one slipped by my mom, but it did. She might have thought it was a rude dog t shirt. Yeah, maybe. But I like (laughs) thought Spuds McKenzie was like the coolest thing ever. Uh, The American Spokes dog (laughs) made her first appearance. Oh, that changes everything. Wow. Made her first appearance for Bud Light during the 1987 Super Bowl. Her appearance generated large sales of the Spuds memorabilia. The ads were attacked by the temperance-oriented groups, such as my mom, and were also (laughs) attacked by U.S. Senator Strom Thurmond. Oh, yeah, of course. uh, Claiming the ads were designed to appeal to children. Uh, But I just remember seeing those commercials and be like, man, that dog's cool. Like, I don't know what beer is, but I want to drink it because Spuds is cool. Look at that dog. Your mom was right. What did Spuds McKenzie even do? Did the dog just sit there? Yeah, he just partied, man. He's just cool. <laughs> like, like there's always some, you know, mid eighties era babes kind of just walking up on yeah, him. And he's just with the high waisted bikini yes, and bottoms. He's, he's too cool to even look and even notice no. about him. Does he have sunglasses? Yep. And he's yeah. got he's got the big puffy Sony Walkman headphones on in this picture oh, I'm looking at. Nice. If you could make a picture of nineteen eighty seven, it's this picture I'm looking at of Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> October 7th, 1903, we have a manned flight attempt and, you know, we're the the early flight and dirigible podcast. So yeah, professor Samuel P. Langley attempts to fly his aerodrome, as he called it. I have not Googled this yet to see an image, but it sank into the Potomac River. He had successfully made unmanned several unmanned flights with his other steam-powered craft. Uh, uh, he try again guy. two months later. I just want to hang out in his workshop for a day. I do. There's just lots of steam everywhere. Like you probably know. got like he's taking apart one of those blower vacuum cleaners. The unfortunate death of Edgar Allan Poe. I love like the Cask of Amontillado and the Telltale Heart. It's one of the only like old uh, writings that is still readable in yes. my opinion today. So October 7th, 1849, he passed away, but I didn't know that there was so many conspiracies about his death. So the different conspiracies are he was beaten to death, poisoned, uh, had a brain tumor, had the flu, was murdered. Cause he died like face down in a gutter, right? Yeah. One of the theories was something called copping or cooping. Some believe that Poe fell victim to a practice known as copping, a method of voter fraud practiced by gangs in the 19th century, where an unsuspecting victim would be kidnapped, disguised, and forced to vote for a specific candidate (laughs) multiple times under multiple disguised identities. That's the way I want to go. Why have I never heard of this? Yeah. (laughs) 
this is awesome. I love this. Voter fraud was extremely common in Baltimore around the mid 1800s and today. And the polling site where Walker found the disheveled Poe was a known place that uh, really? Coopers brought their victims. The fact that Poe was found delirious this. on the election day, uh, some say is no coincidence. But wow. I, I love the fact that like he's you know drugged up or whatever, and they just keep putting him in different disguises. And to go in and vote. And the, <laughs> and, the, and the dude's like, um, you're Edgar Allan Poe? What? <laughs> They just like uh, like shave one eyebrow off. Like, no, you're still Edgar Allan Poe. You just only have one eyebrow. Did I ever tell you guys? I don't want to take too much time, but there was a restaurant in Cedar Rapids for maybe a couple years. It was called like The Raven, and it was supposed to be like this new, edgy, hip, cool place. Yeah. But it was like an Edgar Allan Poe themed restaurant because we yeah. ate there once, and it was like really dark and dirty, and they only had candlelight, and the food was very plain, and it was like. And huh. I remember at the end, I said, "Quoth, we will eat at the Raven nevermore." <laughs> I was really proud of that. So yeah. I'm sure no one Think, noticed. Speaking of smells, I know we talked like how what you really miss out on on like old or medieval movies is the smell of everyone present. Mm. Um, I was actually I was talking to a friend of mine, and she said that she was she went to like Norway or somewhere. Anyway, it was a, a Viking ship museum. And they went in and they had actually uh, created the smell of in the, the interior of a Viking ship, the rowing area. What's the smell combo? I'm going to say B.O. Limes. Yeah, limes. That- <laughs> Some sort of citrus. <laughs> There's a sourness to it. It's like, I don't, Nate, have you ever smelled like a, like a third member off of a large engine? Yes. There's a greasy, oily. Yes. A homeless person smells like that. I don't know how else to... Unless you're in heavy machinery, I don't know. It's, you know uh, I'm not going to smell it, but it, there's a smell to like there's a like a traction, like a posi traction additive smell. Yeah, that's the yeah. worst. Like it almost like just makes like the vomit reflex come up. The right the, the posi additive smell that's in some differentials. I'm glad you can recognize that because that hey, and then, truck and then parts I, guy podcast. <laughs> Because I used to kind of do some volunteer stuff with homeless, and I it was the same smell. Ooh, <laughs> that that's, that is not a good smell. No. Did you guys? Not, it's not reminding me. I I don't want to make light of an attack, but did you see there was a crossbow attack yesterday? No. Yeah. It, I thought the Pope banned oh, those no, Christian it, Christian cr- it's crossbow. Still, it's still. <laughs> it keeps going on, but there was a apparently. Two people were killed and two injured in a crossbow attack. I, Did they both have crossbows? Who oh, owns a crossbow? <laughs> I don't know. Was it from the bell tower of a museum? But <laughs> it was in it was in Europe somewhere. So that's okay. a European thing. <laughs> can you even buy one? You can't even buy one, can you? You have to make your own. Probably. I, I could probably buy them on that knives show Nate watches. <laughs> probably. Oh, but you got to buy. Corner. You got to buy nine hundred ninety nine crossbows. <laughs> If you want to turn a profit, it's a volume game, baby. October the 8th. 1943, Chevy Chase is born, which would make him 78 years old. I've often wondered why there's so many streets named Chevy Chase. Am I the only idiot that's ever wondered this? No, there is a, there's a town in Maryland called Chevy Chase. Yeah, and and so I Googled it, and uh, it turns out they're not named after the comedian. They're... Uh, it's all named after a, an old English ballad called the Ballad of Chevy Chase. So even Chevy himself 
is named after uh, that. So mm. uh, in case you've ever wondered, he attended Haverfield College in 1962, 1963, where he was noted for his slack, slapstick comedy and, quote, sticking forks into his orifices. <laughs> During a 2009 interview, he verified that, that uh, there was an off-publicized uh, urban legend uh, that he was expelled from the college for harboring a cow in his fourth floor dorm room. October 8th, 1871, the Great Chicago Fire, uh, not started by a cow. So this is uh, two cow-related famous cows in history podcast. Uh, anyway, over three square miles of Chicago is destroyed. More than three, 250 people are killed. Uh, there was only 300,000 residents in Chicago at the time. Of that, 100,000 were left homeless, so a third of Chicago. But people today believe that it's possible that a group of men who were gambling inside the barn uh, where it started knocked over a lantern. So mm. it was not Miss O'Leary's cow that started the fire, even though it was reported in the Chicago Tribune's first post-fire issue. 22 years later, the author of the story retracted it, stating that it was fabricated. So I, I love how it's 22 years later. I think you, you might have to legally wait until a cow is dead to correct false claims about it. <laughs> if that's not a law, it should be. Was the cow suing for libel? You know, uh, the Chicago, fire, uh, the Chicago uh, soccer team, MLS soccer team is called the Chicago Fire, uh, nice. but there's no relation, I don't think. But they do have a cow that's- as their logo. So <laughs> October the 9th. Well, you know, they say when there's nothing else to talk about, talk about the weather so it's kind of a slow day but according to the national weather service uh in this day in weather history this day in weather history podcast podcast uh there was a snow hurricane that hit atlantic city new jersey on october 9th yeah one of only two um documented snow hurricanes in the united states 1804 uh this occurred also happened in 1863 yeah snow hurricane i didn't even know a snow hurricane was possible because i thought uh hurricanes had to do with heat like yeah you know hot air and warm water you know the combo Mm -hmm. yeah very unusual 1804 that's cool that's cool and that's all I had for that day. <laughs> man, some there are some days though you're just like, man, all you see is yeah. like there's like some like Pope Benedict the fifteenth died on this day. Nine thirty two. And I'm just like yeah. oh, God dang it. Like that's know. the best one. Yeah. Well do you have to go to the weather channel to find or something? You know it's better. Yeah. Well that's that'll be that'll be the one we end on. <laughs> yeah. In true Matt. fashion. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Think Funny podcast, the This Week in History editions with Aaron Donnelly, Matt Donnelly. I'm Nate Sadler. Thanks for listening. This podcast was made possible by Cox. Thanks for listening to Think Funny. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you have comments or topics for the guys, you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And check out aarondonley.com for today's show notes and much more. Mm-hmm.